This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming, but New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance, run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Hello, elegant listeners, and welcome to Go My Favorite Sports Team. Mark is back. The podcast is whole again. I want to know if people preferred Wade being there to me. I want the truth. Well, I mean, I was looking at the numbers and um, I'm not going to say anything. You're not going to say anything, but you just said you were looking at the numbers. You're going to you're gonna leave that hanging out in the hey, open like that? Hey. I'm going to look at the numbers. I'm looking at the numbers right now. Hang on. Oh. I got to go look at the numbers. You're going to go look at the numbers? I got to look at the num- uh, uh, numbers. Uh, numbers. Numbers dot number. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I have to log back into the numbers. You have to log back in? I have to log back in. Numbers at number <laughs> on number dot number. Oh, no. I was looking at the numbers and it uh, it was one of the fastest uh, listened episodes. It actually is. It's true. Yeah. What is up with that? I d- What's listen, up with that? Listen, people apparently love Wade. Oh, it's just because Wade knows about sports and I don't. It, oh, you think that makes it so you can do this to me? I'm, I, listen, I missed you, Mark. I missed you. I don't care if you missed me. I care if the people missed me. Wow. Wow. Okay. What? Okay. I only didn't see you for like four weeks, an entire month. What? Felt like 2020 all over again. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I'm here now and I feel terrible because you didn't say anything and you made me look up the numbers. So if you feel bad, look back on your past actions and realize it's all your fault. Past me. It's your fault. I'm better now. (laughs) All right, there we go. I I did what you told me to do. Good. The balance has been restored. All right, but I'm here now. What are we talking about? Well, I was going to ask how you're doing. You know, we haven't talked about a whole lot because I didn't want to bother you when you were lying sick in bed for weeks. Oh, so bored. Oh, man. Is this about sports? I can't even keep my eyes open. Wow. Me, how I'm doing. Who cares how I'm doing? No one cares. It's about the content. How's Chica doing? Delicious content. Content. Hmm? How's Chica doing? Oh, Chica has no legs. Wait, what? I thought you said she had legs. Mm, no, she has no legs. Um, uh, it's opposite day. Oh, <laughs> shit. Got me. Is it? You, it's, not a, it's not know. opposite day, you idiot. Opposite day doesn't exist. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure if I looked it up, it exists. What day is it? Uh, not opposite day. <laughs> Wait a minute. Look up when opposite day is. <laughs> 
Look up when opposite day. I know day. what day opposite day is, Mark. What the? For those of you who don't know, opposite day actually is uh, apparently written down as a day, and it's January 25th. You know what else is on January 25th, everybody at home? No idea, Mark. That's Tyler's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So, anyway. wait, does that, what does that mean for me, then, if that's the case? Oh, the worst possible meaning you could imagine. I can't think of it right now because it's too horrible. Oh. Or something like that. Does that mean I came out backwards even though it was a C-section birth? Oh, yeah. Sick. All right. I was an ass first, baby. <laughs> I think it would be feet first, but all right, sure. No, no, Your I was bent first. over. I was ass first. I was <laughs> I was touching my toes. I was doing a stretch before. I right, got right, up. right. I see. You're limber. You're long arms. <laughs> right from the womb. That's why they're long, you know, stretching them with my legs. Right. I learned that my mom didn't feed me as a baby. Wait, what? That's what she just casually admitted. <laughs> was, did this happen this when you were in Korea? <laughs> yeah, she was like, oh, no, I never fed you as a baby. That's why you're not, that's why you're not like big like your cousin Youngbae is. And I'm like, wait, what? Hold on, back up a step. You didn't feed me? And she's like, no, no, I kind of forgot. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, my God. Hey, hold on. <laughs> wait, maybe that's why you're so big-brained. Hmm. Because all of the nutrients you needed went to your brain instead of your body. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. Uh -huh. All right. What? What is? What is the topic? What is? This no. Is today we're going to talk about how uh, how COVID forever has changed the world of sport. Mm -hmm. First of all, we're going to talk about how COVID obviously impacted you because you recently just are recovering from COVID. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about how it changed the world of sports when the major outbreak happened and how that has forever been embedded and changed the world of sport. Mm -hmm. Okay. How has it? Obviously, there was a period of time where people weren't able to go to games and whatnot. Um, but the infrastructure for watching it was already there. So did it really make that big of a difference? It did. Mm. I mean, economically, in particular, the use of streaming services and social media has increased. There's been a lot of change to how athletes and game scheduling can be changed because a lot of times that happened during it was uh, games had to be postponed or delayed because almost an entire team caught COVID. And then, like, you know, there's a number of different policies that affected it, different athletes that were anti-vax that weren't allowed to participate, like Kyrie Irving with the Brooklyn Nets. He wasn't allowed to play any home games. There's a whole bunch of different things in how COVID mm -hmm. and the pandemic has affected sports in a massive way because of how huge team sports and how public gatherings are still a giant festering ground for virus outbreak. Why? I couldn't imagine that. No. Yeah. Why? Why Just would... like conventions would, would definitely not be a cesspool of disease not at all. from the unwashed masses. That's why there's no such thing as a hashtag PaxPox, you know? It's clearly not a thing that happens every time PAX happens or other conventions mm. happen. Yeah, definitely not. When you get a bunch of people together, that's just how... Con flu uh nothing happens yeah absolutely nothing you know <laughs> so mark yes <laughs> how how was your experience with covid because you seem to have gotten a worse case than i had 
It still wasn't that bad in consideration. Like, it all centered on body aches and extremely sore throat. It was, like, one of the most intense, like, throat pains. It was just, like, burning, like I was breathing fire. Um, but my fever was not that bad at all, and my coughing was not too terrible. Was, nose was running, head was stuffed up. It was, like, a pretty bad flu for about a week. I was knocked on my ass for the most part. I just slept a lot, and that was pretty much it. How much tea did you drink? Because I know I drank, like, in one day because I, I bought a bunch of caffeine-free tea just before I ended up getting COVID, which because I was like, oh, I need more tea. And I was one day, I think I had like 20 cups of tea that I put ginger and honey in. Not as much tea drinker, but I did have like I was chain popping in cough drops. Oh, yeah. Like I ate so many of those that I was to the point where I was getting sick of them. Like just like not like, oh, I don't want to eat anymore. Like literally every time I put one in my mouth, I was like, I'm going to throw up. But it was the only thing that uh, stopped the burning was just like having some menthol. Did your cheeks go raw? Because I know when I had the cough drops over time, like the cough drop would kind of eat away at my cheek. <laughs> it never compared to the pain in my throat, so oh, it wouldn't yeah. matter. Did you have a fever as well? Obviously, you had the body aches. Uh, not, not really. Very minor. Very minor. Like 99, less than 100, I think, most times. Gotcha. Well, the crazier part to me is, and this this goes back into sports, is like obviously a lot of things happened. For the first time in history, Olympics got postponed, mm -hmm. which is unheard of. At least until that happened, it was unheard of. Mm -hmm. The NBA like set up a bubble that they did all of their training in. They played a their bubble. games in. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you not? It was, Why couldn't they just do it in a normal building and not have anyone else there? Because Why did they need a bubble? Why did they need to bubble boy them? I, I don't know. So they all went to Florida into the, um, the ESPN wide world of sports complex, and it was just this bubble where nobody could come in. Mm -hmm. You had to have a certain pass to be able to come in, and every game was played in this bubble. <laughs> Why? It was so that they kept COVID out. It was like, we are isolated. The, the COVID demon. Was this back before like COVID was even understood as a as a disease? Like they yes. didn't even know if it was airborne. Everyone was like, safer at home. Uh, safer at home. Oh, safer at home. Put a t-shirt over your mouth. Safer at home. I mean, it was kind of one of those things that they were discovering that it was, you know, passed obviously from water particulates that are coming from people's mouths and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so like every sport went to Florida. Basketball was in Florida and soccer was in Florida and they just like isolated themselves. Um, players got in trouble for having other like people in their room sneaking even like family members in their room or 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 stuff like that. Which seems like it, like knowing now what the reality of it is is like it's it, it, that seems insane to almost put people in jail and be like you must still play sports don't stop or we're gonna lose money like it seems kind of crazy they were fed like these meals and there are so many pictures of it these these are people obviously that are exercising an exorbitant amount because they're professional athletes mm -hmm. and they're getting these like high school lunch like milford <laughs> high school lunch meals delivered <laughs> to their hotel room door it's literally prison then because if, yeah. if it's just like that low quality on like a metal tray yes <laughs> like, they get, like my buddy john who you know mm -hmm. uh was in the Navy when COVID struck and his entire, he was on an aircraft carrier 
and their entire aircraft carrier was one of the first that had COVID positive people on it at the height of it when they actually realized before they actually realized it was a pandemic in the greater U.S. sense of things. So they had to dock the whole ship and quarantine every single person on the boat, which is about 5,000 people into Guam. So they just pile into Guam and then they slam everyone into hotel rooms and they go like, you sit in your room and you are not allowed to ever leave for as long as it takes. And they were there for about a month and a half, I think. What's crazy to me is John and I just had that conversation like a week ago when we were hanging out. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like, really? Because I hadn't heard that story. And so the fact that it's coming back right now, like, ah, it was crazy. Because, I mean, the military did it. Everybody isolated at home. All of these different things happen, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so this is what was happening during the pandemic, mm -hmm. which will act one. The pandemic. There you go. But going into... Will was just sweating bullets. Like, what <laughs> what, what's the act? What's oh, the act? God. <laughs> what do I put in the act sound effect? Oh, God. Oh, what is it going to be this time? No one could even listen because they're like, what act is this? Is this the preamble? Is this act zero? <laughs> Actually, there were a few people um, that were talking about the act thing. And they're like, they're trying to do these act things. And Tyler's doing this act thing. And it's not... I don't understand it. So it's messing with the primer. I miss the old primers. And I'm like... It, sections it off it makes sense <laughs> like, does, it, does it tyler does it but don't stop because some people might be like oh i missed the act thing oh you gotta come in now i don't know what they're talking about it's just words see this is why i just don't ever listen to what people say <laughs> nobody ever knows what they want mark nobody no one knows what they want even if you have a list of who you'd want to date you have no clue who's gonna be the right person for you what what are we what wait when did we what, what? Sorry, sorry sorry what are you sorry, talking about sorry what? uh Old wounds, old wounds, old wounds. It's fine. Why? What <laughs> wounds? What are your wounds? I'm single, Mark. That's my wound. Okay, that's your wound? Jeez. All right. Anyway. Anyway, so getting into act two, how, how this Wait, is We just went to act one. What do you mean act two? That was me inserting that for the beginning. That, that was to be Boy, moved. Okay, even I'm throwing, are, are we on act two? Is this act two? <laughs> we can continue act one. If you want to continue act one, I can talk. No, more no, it's your, I, I'm trying to follow along. This is an organizational <laughs> structure, but I feel disorganized. Uh, listen, listen, <laughs> I feel disorganized. It, it's all organized chaos. That's what the world is. Uh, that's what everybody was doing during COVID. It was organized chaos, you know? Mm -hmm. So obviously all of these teams were isolated. We're continuing act one for the record now. Uh, are okay. All right. Sure. All these teams were isolated. Even during the football season, like there were certain rules that were put in, like NFL players could not go out. There was no partying allowed. There was a no partying policy. No parties. Got it. Yeah. But they were allowed to live at home. You know, they, they weren't put in a bubble. It was safer at home. It was. It was much safer. Safer. Um, safer. But... Safer. <laughs> What ended up happening was every once in a while, one whole team would somehow have all of their players suddenly get COVID. Suddenly. And there would be accusations. Like, there were different times. Um, I think it was... I think it was Miami where all of their quarterbacks broke policy in a quarterback's room where they were all there and all of them caught COVID. No, it was Denver. Denver. They had to play a wide receiver at quarterback uh -huh. because all of their quarterbacks were suspended or had COVID because of breaking the the COVID policy. And so they, they couldn't play any of their actual quarterbacks on their 53-man roster and they didn't want to drop anybody to add a random quarterback. So they had a wide receiver playing quarterback and the NFL refused to postpone those games, whereas there was an incident i think with ball 
Baltimore where a lot of them caught COVID and there was a policy broken. Wait. And they postponed the game like three days so that they could potentially get back and then play each other. I had no idea about this, that they just had wide receivers, people playing just different positions to pick up wherever because they didn't have a choice. Yeah, yeah. How did they do? <laughs> Not great. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was it was kind of impressive, you know. It's uh -huh. like a lot of them and like used to play quarterback. Like I think this guy played quarterback in high school. Yeah, yeah. Was sure. the last time that he played. Mm -hmm. There were people that like um, I think even kickers. There were there are different positions because that's been done pretty frequently. Um, I know Chad Ochocinco or Chad Johnson, depending on how you want to view him. <laughs> He changed his name. I still like calling him Chad Johnson, but he is legally Chad Ochocinco now because he changed his last well, name. Well, you got to respect his legal name and his choice to change it. You know, it, but it's kind of a meme as to the reason he well, did who it. Who is his name? You're right. You're right. Are Chad you Ochocinco. Chad Ochocinco, uh, formerly uh, known as Chad Johnson. He kicked for the Bengals when there was an injury at the kicker position and did very well. He kicked like a field goal and a few extra points and stuff yeah. back in the day. Mm -hmm. And so it it kind of it makes you appreciate some of these other players' backgrounds and what they did before they made it to the NFL because all of a sudden it's like, ooh, they have to do something new. This is interesting. Mm -hmm. At a professional level, how are you going to do? Mm -hmm. But really, the uh, I think the wide receiver quarterback ended up mostly running for his life. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine that you got to fall back on what you know, right? <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I think they lost. That they scored like one field goal, maybe a touchdown. They lost by a lot. No, it was, it was no, it was no way. It can't be. But like, obviously, you know, it's an entertainment. That's what sports are at the professional level. It's entertainment, uh -huh. and so a lot of fans were upset because it's like you know they're they're rooting for this one team, and they feel like the NFL or whoever's making these decisions. Obviously, a lot of people have cognitive bias in the sense that they prefer their team, so they think somebody's going against them mm -hmm. when their team gets postponed and stuff like that. Sure. And if you know anything about sports, you have a regimented schedule before the game and a routine that you get into. So you practice a certain number of days, you do a walkthrough, and then you're ready for the game. And when your schedule gets thrown off, it can completely throw off your performance because it's the same thing with like training for the Olympics. They all of a sudden had more years to train, but they had to revamp back up because they were tapering and getting ready for the game so that their body was recovered and ready to compete at the highest level that they had to suddenly completely change the routine and all of a sudden they're training longer you got overuse injuries you had other things crop up because of how the world had to adjust mm -hmm. the world had to adjust it definitely wasn't business executives being like well we can't make less money this year the number always goes up why ain't it going up G get that wide receiver a football uh, I mean, it couldn't have been something like that. I mean, technically, they could have just been like, ah, COVID, you guys have to still do your job, you know, but then they would have had the whole PR nightmare and people otherwise yelling. So, you know, God forbid you slow down for even a second. That's why, like, you know, it's like uh, the people who stream and, you know, they feel like they have to stream 12 hours a day, six days a week, because if they don't, they'll like their viewers will just fall away and forget them, which could happen, I guess. Oh, it does. As opposed to viewing it just like, hey, you know, uh, prioritize yourself and and maybe your mental well-being and doing it. Like, no, no, not in that world out there. Not in that world at all. You must constantly destroy yourself for the good of the machine. Capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, you're not wrong, but um, <laughs> really, the, the thing is, that's really more of an American issue because of the way that they do stuff. No, what? what are you talking Whoa. about? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. You know, all those subscription websites, they just hide those charges from you. They're hidden and repetitive and you forget about them. Oh, I know exactly which websites you're talking about. The ones that you like to go to. You do? I've literally spent so long digging through my finances. Rocket Money can help cancel your subscriptions. You're saying Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow grow your savings? Absolutely, yes. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses? Uh-huh, yeah. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for me? Up to 20%? Maybe. But for our listeners, definitely yes. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash sportsteam. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-T-E-A-M. That's rocketmoney.com slash sports team so act two mm-hmm. how they evolved so obviously during the covid days they could not get one of their primary revenue sources in ticket sales people were not able to attend games large gatherings were banned in numerous states the federal government in the united states obviously stepped in and banned certain numbers of large gatherings as well just like they did for concerts and everything else Mm-hmm. So what people don't realize is ticket sales are the primary source of revenue for most professional sports leagues. Mm-hmm. Even considering the millions of dollars for TV rights, ticket sales overall are at least 50% of what their primary income source is. Still, even to this day, ticket sales are that much? In sports as a whole, I'd have to check per league. I'm thinking baseball might be... No, I don't know. Because it it varies per sport, but for the most part, ticket sales have been the primary source of revenue for all sports at the professional level and college level and beyond. Damn. All right. Interesting. Because you, you got to think about what comes with ticket sales, right? They buy the ticket. That has a cost to it. Generally speaking, there's a there's an agreement between the teams and the venue. More often than not, the venue is not owned by the person who owns the team. Uh-huh. So there's a revenue split that goes on in the contract. And usually what ends up happening is the venue keeps the majority of concessions. Mm-hmm. And they set aside and set certain dates to where they have the venue versus the team having the venue. Mm. Obviously, they build the facilities to be able to house the team. So, for example, Paul Brown Stadium. The city built it. The majority of cities build these things because of the revenue that a professional sports team brings in. They bring in tourism. They bring in stuff, development and restaurants downtown. They bring in other sources of revenue for the city itself. And it also is an avenue of pride for the city. And also, a lot of times, owners are real dicks and threaten to move the team because I'd want a 
new stadium, blah, blah, blah. Sure, yeah. It's a little bit of toxicity, but at the same time, it to a degree makes financial sense for the city to want to support the team. In an ideal world, if everyone wasn't a bunch of assholes, yeah. it would be good for everybody. And everyone could just shake hands and be like, we'll build the stadium, you play here, sell ticket sales, pay taxes, help the community, and everyone's happy. Exactly. In a perfect world, and that's how it is across everywhere in America. It works every time. 110%. Yeah. <laughs> We're telling the truth 110%. And so ticket sales generally go to whoever is being housed at the venue. Because they not only house like a football team or a baseball team or a major league soccer team or anything like that, they house concerts, they house other events, conferences, meetings, because they use executive suites and their offices for stuff. And the team obviously rents out the offices and space for them to be able to utilize as well. So ticket sales is the primary way that the sports organization, depending on how they're run, because baseball is a little bit different, makes money to be able to pay their players, pay their owners, which the owners are outrageously paid. And I won't even get into that. No, no, no. What? The people at the top make the most? Yeah. What, You're what? just blowing my mind left and right. Here. I'm, I'm going to start <laughs> calling you out. And so the sports world had to evolve because it was starting to become a problem. It was hurting their bottom line for the, the organization, the governing body that runs the sport, because that's their primary revenue source, whereas concessions and other sort of different utility things are taken care of and become a revenue source more for the, the stadium. You know how um, when we're on tour? Mm -hmm. there were concessions and stuff that happened on tour and we had to negotiate with them to change their prices and adjust when we were there but the venue got all of those concessions yes for those of you that don't know the majority of tour money for like shows and stuff comes from merch sales mm -hmm. it's not necessarily ticket sales there's a split there with the venue but any concessions and stuff that's bought there generally goes to the venue that you're at when there's a tour or a show there's also a big fat chunk taken from the ticket seller, which is absurd. I think everyone knows that like Ticketmaster is just an absolute racket when it comes to upcharging, like price yeah. fixing, adding on fees, just like jacking up the price in every way possible. And they did this excessively. Also, there's another spillover, probably in the same way that for sports, but during COVID, because, oh God, the numbers went down for a year. Yep. That can't happen. Yeah. Must fix that. And then they bounce the numbers way, way, way back, overcompensating and using every excuse in the book to try to like justify it. So in order to adjust corporations like that, obviously Ticketmaster and stuff like that raise their prices. But the sports world had to get innovative and actually look towards technology more. Mm. During the COVID outbreak, the NFL made an agreement with Amazon to stream Thursday night football on Prime Video. Mm -hmm. And they saw a massive, massive increase in engagement because they had a chat. Granted, they didn't really utilize the chat from the beginning. They kind of used it a little bit more. But they started utilizing platforms such as Twitch and YouTube and various other social media sites to try and bridge the gap and connect with fans that can't come to the games now. They sold tickets to seats where you could have your cardboard cutout put in a seat for a discounted price. <laughs> people still paid hundreds of dollars. But yeah, there were actual cardboard cutouts of people, custom cardboard cutouts that they would no, put in the seats. That's not true, Chef. Send me I got what was it? Basketball, did you say? Basketball? Uh, it was basketball. It was football. It was baseball. All of them did it. I think baseball <laughs> was the first one who did it. Oh, wait, in stadium. Hang on. Cardboard cutout sports. <laughs> Seats. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, this was a thing. This is a dogs. There's dogs in this one. <laughs> yeah, that was dog day at the ballpark. They had dog day at the ballpark, and they they did dog cutouts too. Uh, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> that's the saddest thing. <laughs> but you you have to understand too, like like um <laughs> for the players, they're used to having a crowd cheering. For- <laughs> that's the most pathetic thing. I've ever seen in my life. I thought it was crazy too, but a lot of people got excited because they got to have their cardboard cut out, their image on uh, national television because they showed the seats. So stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here, here's, here's. Did they play? Did they play fake crowd sounds over the speakers? Yes. Yes. They also did Zoom calls onto the like jumbotrons and stuff oh, to have fans no. actually there. During commercial breaks, they would use Zoom to have people celebrating, like when somebody scored a touchdown or whatnot. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> what do they do with all the cardboard cutouts? I have. I think they. I uh, think they sent them back to the people who bought them, so they got to oh, keep them. Man, oh man, you know that all of them didn't make it though. There's like there's a oh, pile yeah. in a dump somewhere. Where there's going to be a layer when archaeologists <laughs> dig up the remains of former humanity. Of there's going to be a thin out. layer of cardboard people, and they're going to be like, "What happened here in 2020? Oh my <laughs> god! Everybody was obsessed with themselves. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the reason they did this was twofold. Mm. All right, so for one, it was for making money so that fans bought these. Mm. But for two, like these athletes are used to having crowds mm. and it's hard to play a sport without <laughs> like people excited for you to play in the sport. It's like you get energy from the crowd. You uh-huh. know, it's just like when we did tour, we got energy from the crowd. When people yeah. laughed, we were like, yeah, we're doing it. And when they didn't laugh, even though they might've thought it was funny, it was like, oh no, we're terrible. <laughs> This is just like people running a zoo and they're like, we put up pictures of trees on the walls because it makes them feel more comfortable, you know? It makes them feel like they're in the jungle, but they're not. You know, someone hits a sweet slam dunk, goes, looks at the crowd, just a bunch of impassives (laughs) stares, looking dead-eyed down at them. Because all these pictures are just like the worst selfies that this age group could possibly come down. And it's just dead silence. Silence, just like, and then no mouth moving, and you hear <laughs> over the speakers. They should have just had like a prison episode where it was just all their mug shots. I know, yeah. I mean, that's what it looks like when I'm seeing these pictures. They should have put like little motors underneath them and sticks so that when something happened, they all just like <laughs> went up and down in waves, and they're like, ah! so it looked like there was jostling in there. They could have automated it so that you could have the cardboard cutouts doing the wave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's going around that way. And, you know, and then all the basketball players are like, oh, it feels like I'm back home. Ah. <laughs> I'm in the Matrix all over again. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I can play gooder now. <laughs> Yay! <Wham. laughs> So they did that, but there were a lot of players that, you know, for fan engagement and probably because they were bored would go over and sign people's faces and cardboard cutout stuff. <laughs> There were instances where somebody <laughs> fell into the stands and broke somebody's cardboard cutout. And <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, of course. And then they, you know, those players, they got in the habit. And then they just, now that fans are back in the stadium, they just go over and sign someone's face. <laughs> 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 the like, oh, yeah, he signed my face. 
face. <laughs> you know what? Maybe that's why uh, Kyler Murray, when he scored that touchdown and the defense scored the touchdown to win in overtime this past weekend, he, he so this was an incident. First of all, he got hit in the face by a, a, a fan afterwards, but he ran over and he hit somebody's hand really, really hard. That was a fan of his, uh-huh. but maybe it was because he thought they were all cardboard cutouts again. Uh-huh. You know, he was just like, yeah, I can do what I want. And Wham! then it was like, nope, I, I got hit back. <laughs> <laughs> Did he? Wow. <laughs> it's being investigated, but uh, a fan of the opposing team hit him in the face, like a, a slap across the face. Basically assaulted him. Interesting. Well, actually battered him because if you hit and you don't expect it, it's taken legal terms. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and so the, it's being investigated. <laughs> uh-huh. But, you know, it's very rare that you see that in professional sports where they, they actually run over and super excited interact with the, the, the fans. Like there's ways that they do. They like give high fives as they're walking in and out of the tunnels or like the Lambo Leap is a popular thing in um, Green Bay. The Lambo Leap? What the hell is that? Lambo Field is the name of the place. After a player from Green Bay, they score a touchdown and what they'll do is they'll leap over the wall between the field and the crowd and sit on the wall as the crowd kind of like pats them on the shoulder like celebrating a touchdown uh-huh. it's just called the lambo leap lambo all right sure and so this was a way for them to to adjust right they wanted to get engagement they wanted to use social media platforms they wanted to find a way to bridge the gap of getting fans in the stands in one way or another and make those adjustments ah uh, okay all for the greater good all for the greater money Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. 
So now we get into Act 3, how it has forever changed the world's landscape. Uh, COVID continues. COVID continues. Yeah, oddly enough, COVID ain't over. For those who are wondering at home, uh, it's still here. Um, kind of never left. Yeah, because of certain decisions, it's very much likely going to be around forever, much like the flu is. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, did you know that we almost eradicated the flu when we had everybody basically stay at home? I did. I did know that, which was fascinating. We were so close. We were ah, so close. So close. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> we Got to make money, man. Got to make money. Number go up. Number go up. Get those cardboard cutouts back over again. Sign them and sell them. <laughs> sign them and sign them. They're now collectible cards. Buy them and sell them. Get your voice recorded. We'll put it in your cardboard cutout forever so that when you die of <laughs> unknown reasons, you'll be able to live on in the game forever. Woo! Only 995. Anyway. So, for one, because of their need to invent and innovate new ways to engage with fans, um, more and more organizations now have s- systems in place and utilize things to engage fans that aren't able to attend games. Mm. So, Prime Video, that continues, they're utilizing, they're talking about increasing the amount of games that they stream onto platforms like that so that they can get live engagement. Um, it's even possible that they're going to start utilizing it and have commentators during those streams being able to interact and engage with chat. It has not been done yet because chat obviously flies and there's a lot of toxicity that happens as you and I are both aware. Mm. And they didn't really have many moderators. I can tell you that even mm. today they still don't have moderators. Uh, 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 that's too much work. Why do you moderation? Just let them at it. That's what they do in the games. They don't have moderators for the audience in the games, do they? No, you know, they just have security that escorts them out and numbers that you can text to be like, this person is bullying me. But that's also abuse because it's just like sometimes people are from another team and they're like he's cheering for the wrong team kick him out <laughs> is, that, is that what happens is that what people that listen it to does that? it is a common issue with a lot of those numbers hmm. some people are just toxic all right but the biggest thing is organizations now have to have numerous backup plans. They obviously had backup plans for certain situations, but this was the first time they actually considered something like a pandemic and how they would have to adjust. Hmm. So obviously, like the only way they could reactionary approach it for the most part during those times were to postpone events or adjust games and do stuff like that. Now they have to have many different scenarios and plans. And this this is a good thing because they needed to do this anyway. And this has been a long standing issue even when i was in school is the lack of preparation for to be ready for what could possibly go wrong Uh and this this created a new avenue for where they have to think about things like postponing adjusting how the game is actually played uh rules how policies are affected with collective bargaining agreements and player requirements to be able to you know stay healthy and also prevent from infecting other people because you know public health is a thing Mm. that might have been why masks were mandated or or, you know, people were requiring vaccines. You know, it's funny you mentioned those plans because it would have been fantastic if, like, uh, the government had a plan in place for, you know, pandemic preparation. As if it was, like, a top priority previously in um, years gone by. But, you know, if only if only we had a plan in place that was uh, followed. Yeah, and had funding and wasn't destroyed and disbanded yeah. before mm. something happened. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, all of the scientists across the world had totally been prepared Mm. for this being the next sort of thing that could Mm. happen. If only, if only. It's crazy. Hindsight's 2020, you know. Might as well be blind to the future, too, also. It also created a sense of uh, greater social responsibility um, in the sporting (laughs) world. Did it? Yeah. 
Oh, good. It really called out to professional athletes to think about how their actions and what they do affect other people more so. Hmm. And this was something we talked about in Social Good for Sports because, you know, there are certain athletes that obviously are doing this and have been very much at the forefront of this. But this really forced them to recognize how much more their decisions impact the and influence the decisions of people that look up to them, people that watch them, people that, you know, seek their opinion and want to hear what they have to say. And, you know, it really created them a necessity to stand up and be like, yo, this is something that was a struggle, like mental health in particular. Everybody knows mental health was a massive crisis during the stay at home situation. Mm -hmm. People were isolated, lonely. Depression was on the rise. I don't know if you know this. Suicide was massively on the rise during that time. I'm sure it was. And a lot of people and a lot of support needed to be in there. And it really made these athletes who also realized this during their time in the bubble or um, being restricted from what they could do that, hey, this is affecting me. It's also affecting other people. Mm -hmm. It is one of those things that I think is a, is a universal human experience for most people. Once you experience the true effects of something that affect you directly and, you know, not to say that these players all are one like conglomerate and sense the same things think the same thing but when you feel like the impact of something affecting your daily life you suddenly can relate to people most people a lot of people actually probably have the ability to you know empathize and try to like put themselves in other people's shoes but in for some people they need to experience it first so i guess i i could agree with that that definitely there probably was more people that realized the ramifications of these types of actions well and i think it also was an impact of like because they started feeling that people became more comfortable being able to talk about it because they had to it was almost like they didn't have the support they needed at that time and the th their coping mechanisms weren't there uh -huh. so they ended up talking to their fellow players and finding other ways to kind of cope with their different experiences to the point to where it's like, oh, other people have these issues too and got the, you know, the ability and confidence to be able to be like, I can actually talk about this. Uh -huh. I think it like right during the pandemic, the NFL launched their movement about like dealing with depression and mental health with athletes. A lot of that stuff started coming out because they started recognizing those issues and they had therapists at the bubble. They had they had to have support systems at the bubble for people that were struggling with these things. Mm hmm. So much so that the conversation started. And then at the same time, like, obviously, you know, people were searching for entertainment during the pandemic when people were isolated at home. A lot of people turned to YouTube and Twitch. Those numbers went up and they still remain uh, higher than they used to be because people found uh, a place to engage with content because a lot of filming was halted. A lot of entertainment was just reruns. Movies were halted. Sports tried to continue, but their schedules were so off. They had shortened schedules. Less games were played in the NBA. Less games were played in the, the NFL and less games were played in Major League Baseball. Mm -hmm. And so it was one of those things that all of those points where you were able to see somebody else, whether it be Twitch, YouTube, or even these games, people were put in a position of greater influence in what they chose to do and say, especially with regard to the actual outbreak and pandemic itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that that just goes to show like it's one of those strange conundrums where we're more connected than ever, but it's also becoming more lonely for people than ever. And so at this time in our lives, when we are kind of the most connected we've ever been and we have the Internet as a great resource, so many people still feel this like complete cloying sense of loneliness and separation from their fellow humans. And, and it's like good and bad because obviously some people like spiraled into a depression and other people like found connection with other things and then 
then there are other avenues of entertainment out there that can provide a little light in that darkness like YouTube and Twitch and podcasts and whatnot. And when sports may not be able to provide that entertainment, it's good to see people branching out and still finding something to get by. And so, I mean, the biggest thing is just the the creation of new avenue and content, different ways for teams and players to engage with fan bases, a recognition of social responsibility, and then obviously all of these different things continue on to this day because they're a way to adapt. And now it's a way that they realize they can better connect the fans and utilize social media and these platforms to do so. So it's something that's not going to go away because obviously health issues and that are all there. It's more people watch sports on TV than they intend games. And it's been a longstanding issue of uh, sports in general. Ticket sales have continued to go down. And after COVID, a lot of people, it went back up. But at the same time, it's still a, a differing issue because that revenue source continues to decrease over time. And it's something we talked about in school all the time of different ways to increase and incentivize people to come to games. And so much so that I even still have this whole like, I don't know if I ever talked to you about this. I had this whole like social media platform slash app slash reward program sort of thing that I created and pitched in grad school and I never got around to making. Mm-hmm. But it was something where it was like getting people to see and connect better with their fans mm-hmm. um, and not at an individual level from an organizational level to their fan base. Yeah. And so seeing that kind of innovation is is really cool to me because that's something that I've always wanted to do. And I still think I can do it better than what they came up with. So probably, I mean, it does seem like a lot of the people that are in charge of those types of decisions are uh, almost un- unanimously older and out of touch with how to actually integrate into the internet and get connected with people. And what's fascinating is I start to realize as someone who's been on the internet and has made a career out of this crazy thing is that there are many more people, not just of older generations, uh, but even in current generations that misunderstand what it really means to be connected with people on the internet and to do things for the betterment of people's uh, lives as opposed to just being money motivated. I'm not trying to name anyone at all. This isn't what it is about. It's just like, it is something that I realize the more I go into it and the more I learn and that I still learn every day. I'm not the best at it in the world or an expert at it by any means, but there's some people that I think just stop at the top of Mount Stu in the in the learning curve and they never go any farther deeper into the actual connection between people on the internet and how not different it is from connecting person to person it is fascinating yeah twitch and and all these <laughs> you get you get you know who you are uh, exactly not the people i was uh thinking of but you know <laughs> it's all good well any uh any other things you want to say you know that's that's kind of where I was gonna wrap things up so. uh no um I don't think so uh be sure to go get you know your vaccine if you haven't gotten it already I'm sure it saved me a world of hurt yeah also think about how your actions affect other people especially when it comes to when you're sick or ill and stuff like that and try yeah. and uh take care of yourself and hopefully not spread it to other people regardless of whether it's covid or not I really hope that even outside of covid just with like flu and cold that it kind of normalizes the idea of oh if i'm sick i shouldn't just go with other people and cough in their faces yeah it shouldn't just be a thing of like you know the old rule when we were growing up it's like yeah don't cough in your hand cough in your shoulder or in your mm-hmm. crook of your elbow it's like how about you just stay home how about you do that how about you not be in this crowded mall coughing into your elbow blasting particles all over the place like uh, it's funny i look up that that image of like um the covid particle meme what, what was oh, it oh yeah 
Just like the the two, yeah. It's just like, is, just like, is it is it the the peeing in your pants one, or are you talking about a different one? No, I'm talking about a different one. I'll put it in Discord, but people probably okay. know it's like the two gray figures and one spewing red particles, one spewing blue particles. It's just here, here, I got it here. It's it's this one. <laughs> It's just, oh, oh, yeah. It's like this was a physical simulation of the kind of particles that emit just when two people are having a conversation. It's like, yep, that is, uh, yep, yep. That's how. That's what happens. <laughs> me and uh, Wade, Wade knows making videos next to me. You oh know, just like the kind of just spit in your eyes. I mean, just the just looking at our monitors. Like mine are clean right now because I haven't streamed in a while. But just looking at the monitors and the screens and everything. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. Yeah, my, the way my monitor just gets dirty over time is just terrifying. The particles. The particles. Oh, they're everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, just be more conscious about your fellow humans. Yeah. The crazier part to me is just like how much like if you need to go out, j just wearing a mask helps. Mm -hmm. Even if it's a fabric mask, it reduces by a certain percentage, but getting an actual mask when you're sick, because the U.S. is the only place in the world where if you have like a minor cough or sickness or something like that, where we don't think about other people in masks. You go anywhere in Asia, like mm -hmm. the masks, when somebody even has like the slightest hint of maybe I'm a little under the weather, mm -hmm. they wear a mask. Oh, yeah. I, I highly recommend. I learned this a while, while ago, but for those of you who don't know, Korea makes some of the best masks you can have. They're called KF9. 94 masks. They're about the same as a KN95 in terms of ability to like withhold. They're more comfortable because they're shaped for your face. They actually expand and wrap around instead of snapping onto your nose. Uh, they're so nice. They're so nice. Like they, there's uh, this tech is out there because these other countries have been doing this for. <laughs> it's just normal. It's just no. You you get sick. Yeah. You just it's normal. Anyway, it is what it is. Anyway, go and uh, support the podcast. You're already listening to it. Just make sure and download the episodes. Follow on whatever listening app you're listening to it on, whether it's Spotify or anything else. Check out the YouTube channel. Just like events, merch really helps support podcasts. We have merch, store.gmfst.com. Check that out. You can finger sports too. And I am have a meeting tomorrow about making pins. So those might be soon. Ooh. Yeah. Mark, where can people find you? They know where. Oh, okay. You can find me. I just Google my name. If you know how to spell it, you'll probably find me. Oh, yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday. I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side by side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.